Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Dorsey Wright Podcast. My name is Ben Jones. And I'm Chuck Fuller. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, it certainly has been an interesting past couple of days in the market, Chuck. Um, you know, Starting with the, the ramp up in volatility on Friday and then culminating with Monday's action where we saw the VIX what rally from kind of the mid-teens all the way up to 50. Right. Uh, we saw the market, uh, judging by the index, has produced really the worst day since August 2011. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we saw the S&P 500 fall, what, over 4%? Yeah, which hasn't happened since the, uh, the bottom in 2011. Right, and that bottom was also occurring in a period where we saw the U.S. Um, was downgraded by Standard & Poor's. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was an age of uncertainty in Europe. Uh, right. I remember everyone was worried about, you know, will the EU collapse and break up and the euro will disappear? And, and I think that's what's interesting to me right now is what is the new story? Right? What, what is causing this to, to be that bad? I mean, with a VIX at 50, yep. you should be experiencing a lot more pain than just a, I mean, where were we down at the, uh, the bottom of basically a, a 7 to 8% pullback in right. the market, which happens all the time. So it's, I mean, to think, when you think about a VIX being at 50, I mean, the last time that happened was when the uh, when China devalued their currency. Ah, that's right, yeah. Uh, in August 2015. And I mean, before that, you really have to go back to the 09 and, and 08 bottoms. I mean, are we really that bad off? Doesn't feel, I mean, it felt that way when you saw the it's VIX true, striking. Yeah. But, um, you know, all the reports that I've seen, you know, it's, in all the headlines, it's been pro-growth. Right. Right. It's yep. been the fundamentals are great. Mm-hmm. Earnings are great. And because of that, everyone's afraid of inflation. Exactly. Right. I mean, those are the, the headlines. And so, again, you know, we look at the headlines, right? We don't really pay attention to them. But then when you look at the technicals, the technicals are leading that, right? I mean, heading into Friday, you know, we the market was, you know, steadily moving higher. U.S. equities are firmly entrenched in that first place position. And I say firmly kind of, yes, international equities are competing now. But you see equities firmly entrenched, rather, U.S. and number one in Dolly, international number two in Dolly. Uh, the indicators in, in fairly you know, healthy offensive you know, postures. Um, so the technicals were, were supporting that fundamental story as well. Mm, right. uh, but now we have seen some change, yeah. right? And you know, with change... Um, we've seen you know the indicators you know reverse down in O's and, and move more defensive. Uh, we've seen the major uh, indexes across U.S. equity market you know tracking equity prices like the S&P 500 and Dow Jones move from you know extreme overbought levels down to oversold levels. Exactly. I mean, if you look at some of the uh, the short-term indicators, like I, I just tend to like uh, the MOSPX. Mm-hmm. MO tracks the, uh, the percentage of stocks uh, with positive weekly momentum in the the S&P 500. And, uh, you know, it, it briefly dipped below 20 uh, for the first time in a while. You figure, you know, with all the, the lack of volatility last year, it was really interesting to me that that indicator, if you were to look at it, it mm-hmm. usually it swings in, in wild gyrations. I mean, it routinely gets below 20, routinely goes above 80. Last year, I mean, it, tied, it traded in a relatively tight range. Um, and, of course, you know, the, this past week, this is kind of its first foray back to, to normalcy. And I think that's kind of a theme we want you to take away from from this podcast is that the low volatility that we experienced over the last year or so is really the the abnormal situation. Mm-hmm. It's not the last week where volatility has returned. Yeah, right. there there is some abnormalcy to to you know the VIX spike into fifty and, and different things like that. But really, the return of volatility is absolutely normal. Right. And if you think about it, I mean, we have a suite of indicators on our website that um, kind of help us you know determine kind of 
uh, and frame the, the current market environment. You know, I like to think of these indicators as, um, you know, maps, right? They're, they're telling you where we are, mm-hmm. right? They're right. not going to tell you how you're going to get there, right. right? They're not going to tell you, you know, the direction in which the market is going to go. They're indicative of what's happening so you know what strategies to run going forward. Right, and if we look at um, these technical indicators, and one you mentioned the uh, the, the, the momentum base indicator, uh, but if we look at some of the others, you know, we can, we've seen some really interesting moves that kind of present uh, a picture where uh, where things have changed. If you look at the New York Stock Exchange bullish percent, right, we were in offensive posture above seventy percent, which meant that over seventy percent of stocks were on buy signals. Well, that's moved to O, so we're now more defensive. That doesn't mean that hey, go out and sell stocks. Right, just means we need to operate in a different mode right. where uh, begin to look at uh, kind of setting potential stop losses. Don't make them too tight. We've seen volatility increase, but you know, we need to operate a little bit differently. Uh, and we've also, with that said, because of the extreme moves, we've seen some not unprecedented moves in the high-low, uh, but something that's kind of interesting, right? One of the observations you made. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, when you're looking at the high-low, the, uh, you know, one of the things about it is it's, it's a moving average. Um, and so it takes uh, these daily readings. Um, basically, every every ten days, you have a, a number that falls off the back end of it, and a new number that comes into the, the front of it. Um, and so the, that new number that's rolling in is extremely low. It's at uh, it's at two percent. And uh, when you look at the uh, you know how often it's it's gotten down to that level, it, it's in or around you know market bottoms uh, from the past. I mean, the last time that the daily reading was. You know, you know, around two or below, you were around the uh, the 2016 bottom. You know, before that, it was kind of around the bottom in uh, 2015, uh, that August period. Before that, you got to go back to, to, to 2011 and, and that right. bottom. So it tends to, to it's not it doesn't pick the exact bottom, but it tends to cluster around that that bottoming bottoming period. So definitely look for that indicator to reverse up. I think that's going to be pretty key. Yeah, it's interesting, and then that's you know, different than what we see on the chart level, right? Because uh, this the indicator tracks you know a number of new highs versus new highs plus new lows, and you know we typically see it below fifty percent on the chart, right? On the indicator itself, you know we were beginning to see you know more new lows and new highs, right? right? And, yep. and basically, kind of what we've seen with that that really low number um, is the fact that you know we might be seeing that that kind of stabilization take place. And um, this indicator, the high low, along with some of the other short term ones that are available in the you know the, the technical indicator report, like the the ten week NYSE percentage stocks above their 10-week moving average, um, or TW all or TW NYSC, you know, we've seen that indicator, you know, really wipe out some support and kind of move to lows that we haven't seen since kind of late 2016 heading into the election. And so, you know, that's something that we're watching where it basically wiped out all those lows from last year. Again, the first sign of uh, volatility, um, you know, look for bottoming there. If we start to see it reverse up, it might trade a little sideways and move to a buy signal. Uh, that's pretty good short-term buy signal. And so with all this said, I think, you know, Seeing these indicators move from overbought to oversold levels, seeing a lot of the weekly distribution uh, readings for indexes and stocks do the same thing, um, now might be a good time to start building a shopping list. Yes. Right? right. I mean, you know, we're kind of preparing for this podcast. You and I were looking at some charts, and there's a lot of stocks that have really cooled off, pulled back into O's, and have reversed back up into X's, establishing some support. Um, And so from a risk-reward standpoint, uh, I think it's a favorable environment. That said, you know, kind of briefly alluded to it is that you know if we are moving into kind of a new regime of volatility, you know, something that we haven't seen in over a year, you don't really want to set super tight stops. Exactly right. 
because uh, we could see some choppiness and you could be stopped out. And the goal is you really want to capture those, you know, those trends. And so you might need to look at uh, definitely, maybe if you can, uh, some of those trend line violations. See where that stock is trades relative to the positive trend line. So those are some te techniques that we're, we're looking at right now in this environment. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think the, the key takeaway is that, you know, Dolly's still number one with, uh, with U.S. equities. This is just a, a standard pullback so far. Hopefully there's no more left of it. Hopefully right. that was it. Um, it seems to be that case uh, so far, um, but yeah, just you know, go go starting to look uh, for for names that you need to buy with uh, you know some of these short term indicators being so low. I, I think that makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, and you can do that a couple of different ways. One. Um, you know, on the query engine, which is in our research platform, allows you to run screens and filters across really any investment universe. Um, you know, something that you can look for is, you know, there's that weekly distribution value, which essentially tracks how overbought or oversold uh, that security is. And so, you know, what you can do is maybe, you know, look at a threshold of, you know, minus, maybe minus 50% oversold to positive 50% overbought, you know, something kind of right around those averages. Um, you can also look at the risk reward um, calculation. So that basically looks at for every dollar at risk, or what's your potential reward? Um, so anything kind of greater than two uh, would be something interesting in that screen. And also, too, you know, take advantage of um, Team Builder. You know, Team Builder is a tool I don't think we talk often uh, about, and, or enough about, rather. And it really can allow you to, to see kind of the complexion of the market, as well as the complexion of maybe your investments, as well as the investments that you can choose from. And so right now, if you're you know, offering advice in the ETF space or the mutual fund space, just run a team builder scan. You can kind of see, okay, here's what I own. Here's how they're scoring. Are they scoring above maybe um, some other pieces that might that should be able to go in the portfolio that might be scoring better, that are holding up better? Do that. Um, you can also really see maybe you might have some gaps internationally. We know international equities are ranked number two. We know that there has been some momentum there. Um, we see a lot of funds within the international space uh, beginning to have some really competitive scores relative mm -hmm. to the U.S. Uh, granted, you know today uh, they might come down a little bit just because it's uh, a down day abroad. Uh, but you know, run some of those screens using Team Builder uh, to see gaps and overlaps, what's strong, what's weak, as well as run some screens in the query engine. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think those are all very good points. Um, you know, one other thing I'll I'll just bring up uh, something I was just looking at. Uh, Kind of goes along with the theme that the long term is still pointing towards U.S. equities. You know, an indicator that uh, Steve Raymond uses quite a bit on the uh, the asset class uh, group scores page is this uh, U.S. equity core percentile rank. So the idea behind this is that you know we have a lot of different groups that we measure, uh, you know, for with fund scores and we get average group scores for them. And so we're looking at okay, what where does the the, the list of S and P uh, index funds reside within the the list of all groups? Um, if it's at the bottom, obviously it's going to be easier to beat because there's other lots of lots of different groups that can potentially beat the S and P. But mm -hmm. if it's higher towards the top, that means you got a pretty good bull market. It's a lot harder to beat it. And really, even with the drubbing that we've taken the last few days, I mean, I think that that percentage rank has gone down maybe two percent. Yeah. So it's hardly given up any ground. So it, again, it reaffirms this idea that this is just so far just a standard pullback and and nothing to get uh, too worked up about. Yeah, the percentile rank tools within group scores um, can definitely provide perspective. And you know, to your point, is that when that S and P percentile rank moves a little bit lower, you know, that's typically in the the active world, the dispersion world. Uh, that means opportunities increasing, yeah. right? To to really capture and find those opportunities. Um, you know, so that's something that we're, we were watching too. So today's environment is is much 
more favorable to trend following and relative strength strategies than you know it was uh, March of last year or the majority of 2014, um, you know, much of late 2016 when the only thing that was really up at the top was the S&P. Was the S&P, right? Exactly. So how how, are you, how can you compete against the market, right? right. But we're seeing yeah. that that move lower, um, and so that's available. If you go to asset class group scores, which is available um, in the indicators tab on our website. Go to Asset Class Group Scores. On the left-hand side, there's a rank section. It really provides that perspective. And uh, if you have any questions about it, give us a call. Talk to an analyst. Uh, we're happy to kind of walk you through what that calculation, um, you know, what it's based off of and how you can use it. Uh, so overall, Chuck, I mean, I, definitely it was a pullback. Right. Um, it definitely felt different, mm-hmm. right, just right. because we haven't seen that type of volatility, and at least we weren't accustomed to it for over a year now, really since Brexit, maybe. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of the way that we operate, I mean, that has changed a little bit because the indicators are, are a little defensive. So we know that you know we have to operate with that in mind. Uh, use a different set of strategies. We have the playbook that you can use. But if you look at a top-down market evaluation screen, you know, nothing's changed at the top. Right. U.S. equity still leading international right behind it. Uh, majority of stocks are still trading positive trends. Right. The major indexes are still in positive trend. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just really some of the, the short-term indicators that have uh, moved more defensive. Um, so definitely, you know, keep paying attention. Um, and if you have any, you know, if you want more insight into kind of what happened, you know, go to the Daily Equity Report on uh, the February 5th on Monday, where we provide you with a pretty good overview of, you know, where we stand with respect to our indicators and our rankings. And then uh, we threw in, I think, some interesting commentary just about kind of these, these macro themes, mm-hmm. um, you know, about interest rates, inflation, and volatility, and how it kind of looks technically. Cool. Well, Chuck, thank you for joining me today. It's a real yeah. treat having you here. <laughs> <laughs> and um, again, you know, those listening, um, you know, go to our website. If you, if you don't have access to our research, sign up for a trial. Uh, those that do subscribe and you just have questions about kind of what has happened over the past week or you just kind of want to maybe look at some charts, give us a call and ask for an analyst. Everyone, have a great rest of the week. Take care.